Live from the Coachella Valley, time for another hour of the desert scene, art exhibitions to modernism, music festivals to live theater, big screen, little screen, and very little screen. This is the Culture Corner with Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza. Here's Bonnie and Brian on iHub Radio. Hey, welcome back to the Culture Corner. This is Bonnie and Brian. And... Oh, we got some controversy to talk about. Big time. Now, Bonnie has seen only the previews of this movie. Our guest, Haley, has seen the movie all the way through. And I have seen it, too. Now, the movie, everyone is talking about it. Cuties. Now, if you don't know what Cuties is. Now, Cuties is a French movie. It's a coming-of-age story about a group of girls that... uh, are in a dance trope and one of them the main character she joins this dance trope and she wants to uh dance but the whole movie is about her being confused about things like she wants to dance and then she also has to uphold her family's traditional islamic beliefs and she's an immigrant in france so there's a lot of things in this movie but the controversy is about those well provocative (laughs) provocative. to say the least (laughs) provocative dance sequences Mm -hmm. and let's just say i'm going to describe some scenes before we get into this conversation because you gotta have some context you gotta get context so the filmmakers in this movie decided to incorporate scenes of the girls jump uh, having twerking which is when you move your butt up and down and all that and and these girls are 11 very suggestively suggestively and there are scenes where the girls are holding their like, I don't know how to do it on, like, radio, but, like, they Stick put, their fingers in their mouth, and, and it's all very suggestive. Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> nope. I don't, nope. It's a big nope, but, you know, if I'm going to give a quick flicks and picks type review about it, I think it's just mostly a very boring movie. Like, I was bored most of it, and then the, the dance sequences are just, like, whiplash. It's like, okay, I was bored. Now I'm and whip- now I'm disgusted, uh, yes. and then I'm bored again, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and this is a time of the Save Our Children activism, that's going on so this is an interesting time that a lot of conversations are being had about how children are in film and all that Mm -hmm. and funny enough there this isn't even the first time that i've seen things like this like dance moms was a show about well moms and then they had like five six seven year olds right the really little kids oh yes yeah and toddlers and tiaras so i wanted to bring on Haley strobert she is an activist with save our children and she is a mom herself she has three wonderful boys and she's one of my friends so you know it's always nice to get someone on that we can an actual parent to talk about get their view on it yeah so now Haley. now uh first question Tell me, tell us your experience about cuties. Honestly, just be honest. Like I, you told me so much about it. <laughs> what's going? What happened with cuties with you? Um, it it was like extremely boring. It made me very uncomfortable. There was a lot of the dancing scenes and like the way the girl would dress. It was very uncomfortable. Now, now the thing would be that do you f- now the director had all this stuff about how she was trying to show how children are exploited make a point make yeah. a point do you think she made her point or do you think it's kind of like no <laughs> i think it like you can see the point it's obvious what her point was trying to be but i think she may maybe went to a little bit too far with the way that the girls were dressing and dancing now how would you i guess like is there a way to tell this story without featuring the dancing? Um, I think there could have been, like, maybe give the idea of the dancing without actually showing the dancing. 
Oh yeah, like I, I in Heinz, you know, Bonnie and I were talking about this. Like, you can show dancing. You, I mean, yeah, there you can have a really great, energetic, modern, uh, you know, maybe even slightly edgy dance routine without being so sexualized. I think that was the problem. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the problem is definitely that, and I think for me, like, what bothers me about this movie is just the the twerking and mm-hmm. like the the. And they're random too. Like half of the movie, when you're watching it, it's like it just cut. There's I don't know if you remember Haley, but you remember that scene when they're on the staircase and they're just like this whole four minute scene of them dancing and putting and like putting their hands in their mouth and then like yes, uh, like I don't know. Like as a parent, are you concerned for the children in that movie? Like uh, do you when you watch that movie, like where does your concern come from? Like do you, does it come from for the children in the movie or for your own kids or for everyone's kids? Like I'm trying, where does your concern for like last? for almost everyone's kids? Because um, those kids, they seem to be raised. Okay. But they're still doing that. So it just makes you wonder like all the little girls out there, what they actually want to do. No, you know, and that's true because like, you know, I've been to family parties and the, and I've seen little girls like imitate like rap, not necessarily rap but like a lot of like dancing and it's like you know you can't almost want to take a step back and say like okay i know that they're kids and they don't understand what they're dancing for but you almost mm-hmm. want to tell them like you know hey <laughs> cool it down a bit you know don't, <laughs> don't dance like that now for you yeah now i've asked you this question but obviously i want i guess it would be good for me to ask you on air if your kids were offered like a, a similar movie and and it was boys instead like let's say um brownies or something like that chippendales <laughs> jr or something <laughs> like you obviously would say no right oh uh, yeah definitely not no and now can you tell us a little bit about how the reaction for this movie how do you think this relates a little bit to save our children like the reaction to it like the backlash um i think a little bit but to me honestly i think it's just a trend like people are being told it's bad so they're gonna automatically say that it's bad okay now for the trend do you feel like people are now i've i've said this but i don't know if you would agree with me do you think that people are obviously going on talking about this as a trend and then not actually doing anything else about it like not actually doing more productive things than just boycotting this movie uh yes now i was gonna say now i'm trying to think of like uh, the other thing i was trying to remind myself like, can, can I, now i'm gonna jump in here um um hi Haley. i'm just you know i was talking to brian about this before I, I think there are a couple issues here first of all i think that um and i just saw the preview like 20 seconds of the preview that was enough for me i mean there was you know i think they picked some of the and i thought i thought i was offended um first of all i think it's definitely um i think it can be a a um draw for pedophiles we got enough of that out there already and the second thing is i think a lot of these days a lot of little girls grow up way too fast and the love we have 11 12 year old girls out there already already over sexualized even without this kind of stuff but i think to exaggerate it and to deliberately uh do these very 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 suggestive dance routines um i would i'm not a, a mother but i wouldn't want my daughter doing it and i wouldn't want i wouldn't want it i mean again i just saw the preview of the movie that was enough for me um <laughs> what what do you think you know what do you think 
parents can do? Is there something they can do? And what is Save Our Children? Tell me about that, the organization. Have you, did you start this or tell me about that a little bit? Uh, I didn't start it. Um, it just all the things, like all the, my, one of my kids, uh, I have Snapchat. I don't know if you heard of that or not, but my son was messing around on it and just sent a picture just of himself, fully clothed and everything. And then a guy was messaging me saying he was fine and stuff like that, like sexually talking about him. I didn't start Save Our Children, but I'm actively open about it because I want people to be made aware of it. And what parents could do for all the dancing, maybe not force their kids into it at such a young age, like dance moms, like Brian was talking about, that stuff is actually really happening. And it's disgusting. Moms are all for it, dressing their daughters in provocative clothing and having them do not-so-good dances. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of those things where you would want to protect children, but there's sometimes... So it seems like society in a lot of places are making it so difficult for children to feel safe and all that. And so for me, um, dance moms, like, I, I wonder, like, I know you said earlier, like, it was a trend. Do you feel like because of that, that dance moms didn't get the same level of criticism as cuties, like no one saying cancel the learning channel, which ironically is that speak- show still on? I don't know. Is I, it I gotta, still on? I gotta look that up, but like I I mean I know there was some controversy, but um maybe not enough. I don't know. I, I thought so too. It's on the Lifetime Network. Dance Moms has actually been recently canceled, but okay. they lasted eight years and they lasted two hundred and twenty four episodes, including ten specials. And wow. the other thing which is toddlers and tiaras. Oh that's yeah, that's bad too. Now I don't know. What are your th- what are your thoughts on the pageant scene? Yeah, I, uh, three and four year olds in pageants. Do you think that's a bad idea? Yes. Now I was gonna say like this show, Toddlers and Tiaras, ended after seven seasons. But it, it lasted 120 episodes, seven seasons, and it, it funny enough, like a lot of the it did receive controversy. Like mm-hmm. there was actually somebody yeah. that said there was like a custody hearing regarding one of the kids, and the psychologist said that children adorned with pageantry identities are not playing or pretending. Instead, they are trained to closely resemble their adult counterparts, mm-hmm. and that's actually like pretty true well kids and kids that little they don't understand a lot really the difference between fantasy and reality and i really think it can warp their whole perceptions of i mean either make them become little conceited little girls who think they're god's gifts to the universe which is not good or become very insecure if say they lose they lose the the crown somebody else wins and then you got a four-year-old crying her eyes out i mean i just don't think you need that kind of trauma at that age you know and one of the most one particular episode had a according to this i'm reading this off one episode of dance moms had a mother on the show who was criticized uh who rightfully so for trying to pad her daughter's outfit to resemble dolly pardons Uh, now see that's absurd that's just really unnecessary and asking for her daughter to fake smoke now you know i'm gonna be honest at least to I'm going to say this about cuties. At least with cuties, they didn't try to pad the outfits. But, you know, honestly, the, those outfits, you know. You <laughs> it was enough the <laughs> way they were. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, Haley, what would, you, um, what would you advise? As far as you sending the picture of your son, you know, what can parents do? What, what more could parents do as far as that protecting their kids like on the Internet and that kind of thing? 
Um, the only thing I think we could try to do is monitor it more. But, I mean, there's so many predators. The only thing that would remotely help is just restricting Internet. But that's almost impossible these days. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Haley got a good point is that it is impossible. Kids will be on the Internet. You know, that's the thing is that I think me and Haley, you know, we grew up together. And I can tell you that me and her, we like all of us, our generation bracket, we were on the Internet. We all were on time, websites yeah. that before parental controls, you know, and it's I mean, I think is that the phone age has come, you know, like everyone's on their phone, their kids on the phone. And yeah. it's impossible to like like it's impossible to not tell a kid like hey don't be on the phone because they'll find some way they're smart they have an eye they have a pad they have all this stuff and you also want your kid to keep in touch with people yeah you know it's it's difficult but i think you just got to do as much monitoring as you can i think it would be really tough i'm glad i'm not a parent right now to be honest with you there's so much out there Haley, thank you so much for for joining us and and um, best of luck and keep your get your boys safe and i agree with you this movie is just no good <laughs> You have Thank a, you. You have a good. You have a good day, Haley. Thanks okay? so much. We'll you be. Too. We'll be back in the culture corner in just a little bit. The curtain rises on local and regional arts and entertainment. From music to theater, films to fine art, it's The Culture Corner. Get connected. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Bonnie and Brian on iHub Radio. Hey, welcome back to The Culture Corner. This is Brian, Bonnie and Brian. I always like Brian and Brian. b The b and but I was going to say, so let's go ahead and talk about some news. The Batman. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we've act- actually on our pilot episode, we actually talked about the Batman being delayed because of Robert Pattinson's COVID-19 diagnosis, which in itself is kind of, kind of shows that filmmaking is going to be a very risky endeavor if we're for gonna, a while for yeah. a while yes and so the production has now finally resumed with pattinson back on back at the saddle and he it and and he was cleared up mm-hmm. no covid apparently and all the people that were in close contact with him when he was positive mm-hmm. have apparently quarantined and are safe right now uh, presumably so and so finally it's back the Batman's back in production. Yeah, you know, again, I would want to know some further details. Like, for instance, you know, how sick was he? Was he ever in the hospital? I guess I'm assuming he was never on a ventilator. We would have heard that. And how long ago did he get cleared? How long ago did he stop having symptoms? What about all these people that were quarantined? Have they all tested negative? And so you're going to get all these people back together on a set how long I would I would think you'd want to wait I'd want a window of time um, after no symptoms cleared everyone negative 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 before you start filming again it makes me nervous 
you know the thing about filmmaking is that in, it in itself right now is already so it's already so difficult as a thing in general it's so difficult to try to figure out how do we make movies without mm -hmm. getting people sick how do we get past this you know yeah. and so for me like watching this i'm thinking i don't know how i feel about i don't know how i feel about people getting back in groups like if they got sick before we can't go back to our old habits you know yeah. we can't go back to that and also the thing would be that tw only 25 percent of the movie was shot before the pandemic came and mm -hmm. you know has still hasn't went so that's it's not I was still gonna say came here and went, but yeah. no, it's still here and so apparently pattinson did not transmit to apparently the wb the warner brothers has warner Bros. has said well you know they made sure to check if he didn't transmit the virus to other people which i'm actually surprised because how do you make how do you film certain scenes because the fact is like wearing a mask is the best sure way to mm -hmm. like prevent someone from getting it but how do you make these scenes without not wearing it without wear without without spreading the disease i, I don't know like, i don't know it, it's how you can do it so i mean i guess if warner brothers feels comfortable enough they i guess they could do it but i mean it, it obviously didn't work out for them at first mm -hmm. but but it is what it is when it comes to that production and other productions that are coming back pose the television series pose mm -hmm. which is about trans women and um, lgbt people during the ballroom sequence that also is coming back into production next month in new york they're mm -hmm. filming in new york so i'm a little bit skeptical about that one too because that show has big sequences of people dancing together and a lot mm -hmm. of like kissing scenes and all that so i'm actually really concerned about that yeah. too yeah and now talking about pandemic news and and the movie industry disney's mulan has reportedly made more money than tenant now for those who you don't know disney's mulan is a move is a movie that released itself straight on disney plus you had to pay an extra 30 bucks to own a copy on disney plus and tenant was released in theaters for the mm -hmm. most part it never got a digital release so just to give some context on that mm -hmm. now the movie itself mulan pretty much has worked out pretty well for the studio because it has been purchased by 29 percent of its u.s subscribers which makes it about i would say almost nine million people like almost nine that's million a lot yeah. nine million people thirty dollars each that's a lot, a lot of, of money. money that's a lot of money yep. mulan actually made a approximately 261 million dollars domestically while in tenant by comparison has made only 207 worldwide mm -hmm. so domestically mulan beat it by 50 million so yeah. it tells you a lot about the whole worldwide view my opinion why this story is so important is that it shows that people are just not ready to go back to the movie theater. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm not. I mean, you know, first of all, first of all, you. I mean, I'm hoping that they're making sure everyone has to have more mask. I, I, I'm hoping they're like blocking off seats so that you can only sit, you know, you can't sit within, you know, six feet of everybody. That's tough to do. And you're with a movie theater, you're in a closed space with other people. And that's, that is problematic. So I, I'm not ready to go back to a theater. I'm not know about you. Also the people's reactions in the movie theater, like when people laugh and when people yeah. talk and you know, if eating, well, I think it's, they're not selling concessions. That's one thing that, right. Isn't that, is that true of it, all it, theaters or I think in China, only okay. in China. See, here. they shouldn't be doing that here. No. Either. 
and yeah. dr- drive-through theaters honestly maybe that would be the best driving yeah and that's what they're starting they're putting one up in palm springs get that that is the i'm surprised they haven't done them soon that's the perfect answer for right now oh yeah you for know? one right now at least i mean think movie theaters will get back to normal soon, at some uh, point at some point but i think for now we got to be very cautious and careful about things like movie that. and driving theaters are great you sit in your car you can have, eat whatever you want you're far away from other people and i'm what, why not? That's perfect. You <laughs> Privacy. Know? Honestly, it's like your own little booth in a movie theater, yeah, honestly. Yeah. But we'll go ahead and let you go for a second so we can go ahead and have Anita Rose come on in our next Yay. segment. And, well, the Culture Corner will be right back. You're listening to Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza talking arts and entertainment on iHub Radio's The Culture Corner. Live from the desert cities of Southern California, here's Brian and Bonnie. And we are back on The Culture Corner, where our new two-hour version, uh, 10 a.m. to 12 noon, every Saturday here on iHub Radio. I'm here with Brian Mendoza. My new co-host used to host the show, uh, film show called Flicks and Picks. And now we have on the phone Anita Rose, who's been with us before, and she is one of the busiest uh, performers in town. She's running around all over the place, and a lot of it's now online. But she is, um, one of the things we want to talk about is that she's part of this Cabaret Cares three-day online streaming performance with a lot of wonderful singers. I believe it started last night at 7 p.m. I think it's tonight at 7, tomorrow at 7. And it's to benefit, I uh, believe, uh, the California Association for the Deaf. I think that's it. Hi, Anita. How are you? Oh, Anita. I was actually talking to Anita. She wants us to call her back in five minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. We're (laughs) going to get her back in just a moment. Sorry. I missed that. Um, Okay. So she's um, just a lot of stuff. And she does this uh, truth or shots, bitchiest brunch, cabaret care. She's running around Doing, and she, during season, was booking all the talent at Stacy's, which is a wonderful little, small little uh, bar that has entertainment uh, on arenas. And I sang there a couple times with Eric, my partner. But um, Anita's, uh, and this Cabaret Cares has a lot of local performers. They, uh, I think Robbie Wayne is performing, Eve Holmes, um, Francesca Mari. There's a whole, I think Jason Hall, a number, I think, and Belle DeBall, I think Brian Wanzak is uh, hosting it and seeing it. So it's a really a great um uh, on stream live stream three day uh if performing event i believe it's the california association for the deaf i think is the um who they're performing for and this live you know oh let's talk about that for a second the, the live stream thing so remember we talked about this last week and everybody was all, all upset because there's a notice on facebook that as of october 1st you can't do it anymore well i've read there have been some clarifications on that and apparently um if you're doing a short like four or five song thing live with a live musician playing live you're okay they don't want you using tracks and what they don't really don't want is somebody going live facebook and just running you know cds and running music and then just going off and having it run because then that's more like sort of a radio station and there's all kinds of issues with copyrights but if you're doing as i understand it if you're doing a live facebook stream for you know like four minutes they consider that a live event and someone's playing live for you. They don't want you using tracks. Apparently, that's and that's a lot of people were using tracks. 
But if you do the live, you're live and the piano pianist is live and it's a short thing, like, you're okay. That's the last step. Oh, okay. I see. I see. That makes a lot of sense because yeah. if it's your music, it's your music. You're right. not going to really tell someone, uh, right. hey, don't, we're going to copyright your music. Which is, that's a real relief to a lot of performers because, I mean, everyone... What everyone's doing is pretty much really short stuff, but they want you to have. And I'm blessed that I live with a really great live piano, <laughs> so I have one. So that was really a relief because a lot of people were really upset about that. Um, you right, know. Rightfully so, because like the thing is that it's very difficult to be an artist nowadays. There's no place to go perform. No, yeah. and definitely, I w- I would say that this news is a relief to me because it makes me realize oh wow my friends could actually make some money and actually could Mm -hmm. actually perform and do their craft and in the case of like um anita rose like being able to actually like have all these like charity events and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i think that's actually a really wonderful thing that they've clarified it but you know I i wouldn't be surprised if in the future something like much more strict happen. I, w- I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either, and not, I wouldn't surprise. And I'm hoping. I know that there apparently there's a couple places now, uh, Lavender, which is in La Quinta, and there's some other place in, in Indio, uh, now are having a, see, a couple people I know uh, outside, outside like patio stuff, having uh, like one or two musicians live. But it's the same thing. The like, tables are spaced out, and the people have to wear masks. Just like you, there are a couple places you can go eat outside um but so i guess there's and i guess i don't know if every city i know riverside county still has strict rules about i guess no live entertainment inside but i i don't know i guess this places in the quinton indio um i'm assuming they've checked out what the what the (laughs) restrictions are we'll find out i guess well i you know the thing would be that i'm not entirely against performing outside it's just one of those things where i'm I'm always going to be very cautious about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like there's so many venues to not, there's so many, uh, you know, the th- fact is I, I am not surprised that maybe someone might say, oh, well, there's no other way I can perform, mm-hmm. which I understand. I completely understand. Yeah. But yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'm not, in, I'm not entirely against performing outside if it's limited, but still for me, like the whole eating outside thing, I'm still skeptical about it. So mm-hmm optimistically skeptical yeah 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 i mean that's it i mean always better to be safe than sorry when you're talking about a uh, disease especially disease that can put you on a ventilator and kill you um you know that's the thing about all these people getting adamant and protesting about masks and running through targets screaming taking off your mask i mean here's the thing if your choices are if you err on the side of caution, all right, well, maybe it turns out you didn't really have to wear the mask that long, or maybe you look silly, and maybe it's hot and stuffy, and you don't really like breathing through it. But if the alternative to not wearing one is dying, getting you know very, very sick on a ventilator or dying, I think I'd rather risk you know being hot and stuffy and maybe looking silly with a mask. I mean, that's... And, or you're also putting other people at risk that's the big thing when you wear a mask you the point you're really protecting other people from you more so than you from them um but um um so but yeah the performing thing but i'm really glad i'm hoping let's keep our fingers crossed that they keep the okay if you're live and you got live musicians and you keep it short you can still do the facebook live stream occasion because it's a great outlet for those of us who perform and people want to see it have you ever heard of like drive-in concerts too yes and i think that's a great idea too in fact my eric my sweetie has a country band and they you know i would love for for some venue in town here that has a big parking lot 
get a big old stage. Just imagine it's like a mini Coachella. Big old stage and have people drive. Just go drive in movie theater. Park and you have parking spots. So the par- parking spots are spaced out. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you can have the band on stage. Now you have to, the band, you have to, hopefully the band's all tested and you feel comfortable with the band standing near the band or space them out and have a concert outside in a big old field or big old parking lot with people in their cars spaced out. I think that's a great idea. I think so too. I think. I have seen alternative concerts where they have people on top of like, um, I, I'm going to say little tiny stages separate from each other, like mm-hmm. little tiny booths. I don't really agree with that because it's still out in the open and mm-hmm. whatever particles mm-hmm. that are out of your mouth and all that, that can still spread. Mm-hmm. But in the case of like a drive-in, you can stay in your car. Mm-hmm. And now there might be some ling- linguistics here and there. Like, for example, um, how do you get the audio from the stage onto your car now that that's a question we'll have to solve you know but that's the thing about the new normal is these yeah. you can always experiment you know well i think I, I think you i think if as long as you have the car if you space out you know have you particular parking spots with lines on the ground you park here you park here you park here and so they're spaced out i think in that situation you can have your windows open and if you've got a good enough speakers on the stage you're going to hear the band oh that's true that's you very know I, true. yeah i and i think that you know, because a bad speaker is going to be a bad speaker yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So the thing would be that I can imagine pulling down, parking somewhere, putting down my window and hearing the music. Mm-hmm. That actually could. And you can keep out. your mask on. You said if you want to, if you, you can, if you're in, I mean, if you're feeling nervous about it, you can keep your mask on if you want to listen. Yeah. But I think if you're far enough away from somebody else and you're in your car, you're probably okay with not wearing masks. But you could certainly put keep a mask on if yeah. you wanted to. Also. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I think that the other thing would be that in your car, you can have your concessions. Exactly. Because in a movie theater in China, the idea is that you're just going to enjoy the movie, no concessions. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm one of those people that when you go out, you kind of get a little hungry. I yeah. don't know. Like, I get a little hungry yeah. when I go out. So in your car, you take, bring your snacks with you, you know, and whatever. Then, yeah. And I definitely feel like with the... Uh, with the um, drive-in situation, you take it with you. You can even bring. Well, honestly, I, I would say don't. Don't. Uh, I would just to be nice, support your local concert venue because they're struggling. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, buy a concession. You know, it might be a little bit more expensive, but the the thing is, though, they are going to make more money off of those concessions than they mm-hmm. are off the actual concert. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell you to sneak in a drink or two because you know. Those people have to work too, sadly. Yeah, if know. I mean, if the situation, if if they are officially selling concessions, then then fine. You buy, but if they, if somebody wants to set up a thing, well, we have a drive, but we're not going to sell. Food, then you maybe you could bring your own. I mean, if that's an option, yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. And the thing would be that when you're in your car and you're watching this drive-in um, concert. You, you'll get a good experience like it'll be like a new interesting new experience yeah. and you'll be able to experience a concert and listen to a band you like now some you know i'm trying to think there was one particular group um imagine dragons that did this pretty recently but you know the thing about imagine dragons is that they got a lot of backlash because the way they did it was just not great like mm-hmm. From what I, my understanding was that they let people sit on top of their cars and most people just got out of their cars and kind of wandered around wandered around and it's kind of like you know well that's a problem you know unfortunately you kind of i don't want to sound like i don't want to sound mean but you kind of have to kind of almost baby some people like Mm -hmm. tell them hey sit down sit in your sit down some please 
don't move around mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Here's your snack. And yeah. one per three people at a time, three one person from each car. And if you need it, and I think also another thing would be, I think they should come up with like a buzzer system mm-hmm. where you can like click on something or you're on your smartphone you use an app and say hey can i get a refill on something and mm-hmm. then they charge you through your phone and mm-hmm. they bring it to you and i think that'd be a really smart I, idea. I think it would be and i think it would be fun and something new and it would give people jobs you know get the you know those people can at least be working oh. and uh um i think uh i think it's a great option that's i think that's anita rosa uh, is this anita Yes, it is. How are you? Good. How are you? So tell us about, I know you're doing a lot of stuff. Tell us about, first about Cabaret Cares. You're involved in that, correct? Yes. Um, that started last night. It's um, tonight and tomorrow. It's at 7 p.m. It's hosted by Marina Mack, and it has a plethora of entertainment. All of us have worked hard to put together videos, um, send them in on time so we can have also on the screen an interpreter. Um, I am on tonight, as, and in my number I have uh, Kevin Miller, who's one of the crooners out here in Palm Springs. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure who else we have because... I'm at Oscars right now, running a million miles a minute. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you're busy, busy, life. busy. <laughs> oh, yes, most definitely. What, Better and, busy than bored, because when I'm bored, I get in trouble. What's the, what's the, what is the organization that, that you're benefiting with Cab- uh, Cabaret Cares? I believe it's called C4 Communications. And it's it's for it's for the deaf. It's an association that helps with for deaf people, correct? Yes, and I believe that we're fundraising for the school of the deaf. Okay, excellent. Now, what else are you doing? Are you still doing the bitchiest brunch brunch? And um, uh, let's see, what's the other one? Sh- uh, truth or shots? Are you still doing those things? Yes, I'm still doing all three of those right now. They're currently digital. Um, the bitchiest brunch is happening at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific Center Time, all the shows are. Um, I have theme night, and we have different styles of themes that we play on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. And then we have Truth or Shots, which is like a um, interview slash drinking game slash spilling all the gossip and tea at 6 p.m. Or game night at 8 <laughs> and Truth or Shots at 6. And those are all on Roadburn Productions' Facebook page. And then um, pretty soon we are working on trying to broadcast it at um Oscars oh excellent as well super yeah. that'd be great so that way everybody can sit there and watch um the brunch yeah. while they're sitting there yeah. eating and then also we have a special event that's coming up at Oscars hosted by myself but I can't really say what it is yet because it's top secret okay but it's happening in October that you won't want to miss all right so it's Rose Garden Productions Facebook page that's where they go right yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, I know we're short on time, but break a leg on all this stuff. I'm, I hope it goes well tonight, and we'll get you back on after you can uh, spill the secret event, okay? Okay, it's going to be very interesting. I'm excited. I'm so excited for this big project. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. All right, have a good day. Thank you, Anita Rose. She's everywhere. All right, we're going to be back on the Culture Corner in just a moment. You're listening to Bonnie Gilgallen and Brian Mendoza talking arts and entertainment on iHub Radio's The Culture Corner. Here are Bonnie and Brian. Hey, welcome back to The Culture Corner with BNB or Bonnie and Brian. <laughs> like, okay, so there's so much going on in the news. This Sunday, Sunday is the Emmy the 72nd Primetime Emmy Awards. And they're going to be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, but he anticipates it's going to be the lowest rated 
ceremony of of the bunch and honestly i'm a little surprised because you would imagine more television that more people mm. would be watching tv so they'd be more like so are they gonna have a small live audience i mean audience in the building watching him or spaced out or do you know uh according to this kimmel is going to have an audience less no audience at all okay at this he's going to be at the staples center and he's going to be dressed up all nice and stuff and the nominees will be in their house or at a remote location. So, for example, let's say they got somebody who's doing it. They're presenting an award. They'll probably be at the other room at the mm-hmm. Staples Center or they'll be somewhere else. Yeah. And so the other situation is that what if a person wins, then, of course, the camera cuts to, cuts their, to them, to them yeah. and whatever acceptance speech they have. That's going to be like that. Well, I, and, you know, I mean, that's I think I'm glad they're doing it like that. I mean, that's pretty much the only way you can do it. And But that's pro- probably because half the fun of watching those shows is seeing the audience and seeing who's sitting next to who uh, and who's talking to who. And, and what the, the jokes. Fa- so you're you're missing all that. So, I'm, you know, when I watch the Academy Awards, because that's the one I watch, I, yeah. I, I, I watched the primetime Emmys last year. And the thing was that. You get to see people's reactions, all the tributes and yeah. all that. And people really do have reactions when people win. Like, you act, I remember I saw this old 1976 video of, like, Faye Donaway winning for an Oscar. And mm. it was fun watching Sissy Spacek and Talia Shire just cr- sort of give very... Because mm, like, they, cause they, they lost. They, they lost. were up against her, yeah. yeah. Like, Sissy Spacek was all smiling and, like, good for her sort of vibe. But Talia Shire was so angry. Like, she actually <laughs> wrote her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have um, yeah. what's her Angelica Houston like just sitting there like like shrugging and looking yeah. very upset. I'm like, what did Faye Donaway do to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so those are the types of things you love to look at and you also like to look at the fashion and you also oh, like yeah. to look so at So you're missing all that. Yeah. So it's not gonna be quite the same. I really want to get to the Thanksgiving parade because I think this is fascinating. So um well I'm gonna let you tell tell them what they're doing this year, but I just want I was curious, so I looked up. It's it started in nineteen twenty four, ninety six year history. In that time the Th- Macy's Thanksgiving parade's only been actually canceled three times due to a helium shortage during World War II, 1942, 43, and 44, which I found fascinating. I didn't know that. So it's not going to be canceled this year, but it's going to be different. So tell us how it's yeah. different. So the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has been a tradition for almost 100 years. It started in 1924, so that's how long it's been. They're still going to have giant balloons, colorful floats, and Santa Claus, but it's going to be a television-only special presentation, which to be fair, a lot of people who live here, it's like, what's the difference? You know, it's on, well, it's, yeah. it's on television for yeah. us. But that means that they are not going to be on the route. And they're probably, from my understanding, it they're not going to do the 2.5 mile route. And they're going to reduce 75% of their uh, participants. They'll be socially distanced during performances. And they're going to have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And so, and they also reduced, and they also reduced it from like, specialty vehicles so instead of handlers it's going to be specific cars and all that and they said it's only going to be about like five do some very short amount of floats and they're just probably going to stand there and present and do little tiny present performances and that's it so and so it's gonna be shorter it's gonna be shorter i'm guessing like half an hour 45 minutes i mean usually a couple hours isn't that the whole thing i i from my from what i remember the whole thing is about on, on Isn't it, what's that like three, two hours? Three, three hours, hours yeah. Yes. So I'm sure it's going to be. Pro- I think it's pro- probably going to be an hour max with it. Is cutting that down, that stuff down? Because part of the the thing about 
the Thanksgiving Day Parade is the fact that it, it, it takes them a while to get through the 2.5 miles. Right. It's not a big distance, but they do ha- take a while because the floats are big and huge. And they also have performances and they also have they stop the parade for like musical performances and right. all that. And they have like sponsorships and yeah. all that. And and bands they have had the high school bands there they have so they're all not going to have the bands I'm gonna, no. and and didn't it say so the all the floats are going to be uh pulled by cars rather than people walking yes. is that right yeah yeah they're going to do that and also they said that all the previously selected high school and college band performances will be next year not oh, this year okay. 2021 yeah. and yeah. the local and there's only going to be local professional marching and musical ensembles this year. So yeah. and all the college bands and all the high school bands, mm, unfortunately, they'll, they'll have to miss out this yeah. year. You know what? I just flashed. I just thought about it because I don't think it's going to be that much different New Year's Eve. I don't think they're going to be doing the ball drop in, in Times Square for New Year's Eve this year with all those people jammed in there. Honestly, no, I don't imagine. Like, what are they going to do? Like social distance ball? Yeah, Everyone that's not going to happen. Balcony yeah. And and it's gonna be weird. No, yeah, it's gonna. This has been a weird time <sighs> living during a pandemic. Like you, you kind of have to accept the fact that a lot of things you looked forward to, like the Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'm crazy, but I was optimistic enough that I thought we would get the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And honestly, I'm even think on the way here, I thought to myself, how is the Christmas parade of lights going to be here in Pond Springs? And how is the Chris? Because I know Pond Springs Pride, they have this idea of a car caravan. Mm-hmm. And I've been very critical about it. Not, I'm not trying to be mean about it. I'm trying yeah. to be like, I'm a little skeptical about that working. So I'm thinking, I don't know if I want to see the lights parade because that's gonna, that's a lot of people. It is a lot one. of, pe- yeah. I don't know. I, for me, I'm thinking you might want to cancel that this year. Just as I know, it's sad for people, but and also like a local parade can be canceled. Or done in a way where maybe they can make Pond Springs really pretty and they put statues up and they mm-hmm. put little art displays. So or maybe they could set up, yeah, stuff like that where you could, with your mask on, you could walk through spatially, socially distanced, you know, individual people or families could kind of go watch, look at things and walk through and see lights rather than have a parade where you stand there and watch things go by. I don't know. It's oh, a thought. That's true. And the thing would be that it's it's one of those things where we just have to be really careful but we also want to have fun and we want it's a balance you're trying to find a balance i mean i know everybody's crazed and bored and depressed and sick of being cramped up and want to go out and do fun things i get that we all do i do we all do but you know you've got to find a balance there's a there's a way to find a balance between um, not being stupid and reckless with your health and everybody else's health but still finding a way to get some entertainment and enjoy yourself and enjoy hopefully other people here and there but there is a way it's not all or nothing it's not black or white there are areas of gray i really believe that and if you do it right if you do it if you do it right if you do it right yeah so here's a statement by susan tercero the executive producer of the macy's thanksgiving day parade she said the company felt it was very important to continue this cherished holiday tradition that has been an opening act to the holiday season which yes it is always yeah definitely true for generations of families while it certainly looked different in executions this year macy's parade celebrations will once again serve its historical purpose and to bring joy to the hearts of millions across the nation 
And that's good. I'm glad they found a way to do it to, you know, tone it down and scale it down. That's so they're still going to have it. So that's good. It's one way to still have some entertainment. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on the Culture Corner. I'm so happy to have my new co-host, Brian Mendoza, our two-hour version. Thank you to all our guests. We will see you again next week, 10 a.m. to 12 noon on the Culture Corner. And I have radio.com. Stay safe.